Welcome to, guess what, the 21st episode of 21st Century Boys. This is Joe Crawford. And James Crawford. And we're going to get right into it today. Uh, The first thing I want to do say, actually, is I want to send a big shout out to uh, Professor Frenzy and Chris on the Professor Frenzy show. I've been catching up on some missed episodes and they never fail to mention the show. So a big hearty and hail thank you to them and check out Professor Frenzy, uh, especially if you're interested in old TV or indie comics. They do a great job of covering both. They have a nice section where they spotlight comics. They also have a really good section where they talk about, you know, an actor who may not be the most well-known actor in the genre, but they've done a lot of roles. So that's a pretty cool feature, too. They do a great job. They cover all the different books from, you know, all the small publishers. So thank you, Chris and Professor. We greatly appreciate it. So, Jack, why don't you give me a couple, and then I'll shoot one out. All right. One of the series I read somewhat recently is The Walking Dead. Uh, read the whole thing and really enjoyed my time with it. Uh, I read it in black and white, although I'll definitely have to check out the colored editions that are coming out currently, and I definitely recommend if you haven't read it. I've also read Spider-Man Blue recently. This is by this is illustrated by Tim Sale, which is the main reason why I read it, and I really enjoyed my time with it. It's a different take on the events happening in between, uh, like meeting Gwen Stacy and her death. With Green Goblin, it's very well illustrated and very very well written. Nice. And I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, first thing off is uh, Secret Avengers issues twenty and twenty one. These are by Warren Ellis. Squad led by Steve Rogers is a black ops squad attempting to stop the Shadow Council. And uh, both these issues are actually one and done stories. So even though they're consecutive, they don't really, you know, need to read one to read the other. Issue twenty on a mission. Steve, War Machine, Sharon are killed. You heard me. Captain America's dead. Oh no. Luckily Natasha is able to jump into the past to save herself. So how do you go back to the future to save your team? Read this one, folks. It's really good. Uh, In issue 21, the team has to infiltrate the one office, which is Office of National Emergency. What they find is a member deeply embedded in the Shadow Council. Uh, a lot of gross-out monsters are in this one. But uh, I just want to say, great series in general. Secret Avengers is one I always enjoy. found several of these in the Books a Million Dollar bins, and it's well worth the time, and it was obviously worth the two bucks. Hulk Gray. This is another tale illustrated by Tim Sale, and I really enjoyed this one as well, as Hulk is one of my favorite characters in Marvel. This is about Bruce Banner becoming Hulk, and it's very enjoyable. I think it's six issues. Very good stuff. Infinite Frontier is another title I've read somewhat recently. This is something you should probably read before Dark Crisis. And it also ties into the multiverse a little bit, like with multiversity in the team, the other one. Yeah, the I think they were introduced in that multiversity. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's a very good stuff. Cool. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the IDW collection. Um, finishing this one off, so I did the first part of it last go-round. This is issues 5 through 12 and the micro-series 1 through 5. And um, this is one that I think I mentioned previously. It's a hardcover that my buddy Paul gave us. I uh, especially enjoyed the micro-series in this one. They were definite nods to the original Turtle one-shots from Mirage. Leonardo one-shot was probably one of my 
very favorite uh, and first Turtle comics. I always love the way that he held off the foot. Um, there's a lot more action in this volume as we get the introduction of Shredder, Karai, and Alapex. And we get to see the creation of the Mausers and more insight into the former life of Splinter. So I'll just say this is a great series and this is a great volume. The IDW series is, is good stuff and this is a nice way to check them out. Uh, Hellboy, Seed of Destruction. This is another title I've read somewhat recently. This is the first Hellboy May series and I enjoyed my time with it. And it introduced everything pretty well. And I recommend it when you're trying to get into Hellboy. They're not exactly numbered unless you go on, like, Amazon or something. Right. So I think you should start with this, but after that you can kind of just read whatever. And you'll probably be fine. They do a lot of jumping around with him in general. Yeah. The Chain Coffin and Others is multiple, like, shorter comics, like, mainly one-offs. And I really enjoyed all of those stories quite a bit as well. Cool. Scumbag, Volume 1 by Rick Remender. And this covers issues 1 through 5. So, um... This drugged-out guy drops his needle just as an international spy drops his needle containing nanotechnology. Well, guess what happens? Yup. The uh, agent, Father Time, dies because he shoots up drugs, and Scumbag is granted the great powers that the agent was supposed to get. But what does he do with it? You know, does he make the world a better place? Well, mm, he might for the right price, which includes a flying Trans Am, Judas Priest concert just for him, and a lot of other things that he specifically wanted. This is very politically incorrect and often pretty gross take on espionage. It's fun, but I wouldn't take it too seriously. It's worth a read, maybe not a purchase, and that one's from Image Comics. Hellboy Wake the Devil is the final Hellboy title I've read recently. Pretty good stuff, just more Hellboy, and that's always enjoyable. Punisher Max, I have read completely somewhat recently, and I enjoyed my time with this. This is by... Carthenis? Carthenis, yeah, and I think it's one of the more enjoyable comics by him. While there is still some problematic stuff, I do think it ages a bit better, and I do think being having some constraints, because he's working for Marvel right. with this, I think it works a little bit better. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, Gideon Falls, issues 7 through 11. That's Andrea Sorrentino, Jeff Lemire, and Dave Stewart. Norton, our mentally ill protagonist, and the father are back in this mind-twisting arc. Daniel, our police officer's missing brother, went missing uh, when she was young. She now remembers that Joe Reddy was their bus driver and probably had something to do with young Daniel's uh, disappearance. So she and the father go to investigate. Meanwhile, back in the city, Norton and his doctors start rebuilding the door to the black barn. All they need now is to find the key, which of course they do. The door is built, the key is turned, and the barn appears. Norton and the father both see the barn in different locations, because if you remember, one's in the city and one's kind of in the country. Both enter. This one continues to get weirder as more questions are answered, and actually a lot more questions are getting asked. But still, I recommend it. It's a good one. Daredevil Yellow, another tale illustrated by Tim Sale and written by Jeff Loeb, is probably my favorite of the Marvel spin series they made. Right. Yeah. Like the color series? Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I haven't read much Daredevil, but I enjoyed my time with it a lot. It's again like the introduction to Daredevil as a character retold. Right. Superman Kryptonite is writ drawn by Tim Sale, but not written by Jeff Loeb, though it is kind of a sequel 
to the story of seasons is that Man, i think it's man for all seasons or something like that something like that yeah i know the one you're talking about both of us have talked about it uh yeah it's not as enjoyable as it as it's not illustrate i mean written by, by jeff Lowe. by jeff Lowe, but it's still pretty enjoyable and it's about superman's first uh the kryptonite whatever yeah exposure so, yeah exposure yeah. cool cool doro hidoro volume 13 by q hayashiva in is dead. The crosses have taken over the mansion and the public's adoration. The remaining members are on the lamb and trying to find Judas's ear. Ibusu uh, prevents Judas's ear from being captured by the cross-eyes while uh, secretly training and getting stronger. Risu is back and doesn't trust Akawa. Nikado gender swaps to infiltrate In's manor. Nikado and Kamen are uh, reunited after sneaking into the cross-eyes' mansion. Okay, this is one of those series that's really hard to describe, so I just kind of want to stick to bullet points from here on out when we cover it. That said, it's always great art and always a bizarre and twisted story. My reviews are going to be hard to get across how good this is. It's just really weird, kind of gross out at times, artwork, and just brilliant storytelling. So, it's one worth checking out, even if I can't give it its just due. Sprite and Sonia and Vampirella meet Betty and Veronica. This was my first exposure to both Red Sonia and Vampirella, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was kind of crazy and random. Yeah, I like that. At times, yeah. but I did enjoy, enjoy my time with it. Dead Man Logan is another title I've read somewhat recently. Man, I want to read it that is one. A sequel to all the previous Old Man Logan comics. Right. As Logan goes into the main universe or something like it and meets all the others in it for a little bit, including himself. It's a pretty enjoyable read, and I really enjoyed reading it, though I do think I would have gotten more of it, it out of it if I had read the previous Old Man Logan comics. Sure. Yeah, Um. I would say that was one I didn't quite finish. I think it, it came in two volumes initially. Did you read it in, like, one volume? Yeah, it was six issues. Okay, yeah. They did, um, they did like, a two... They did a two slim trades and then in, then they did a big trade of it and I, I never got around to reading the second half uh next one for me star trek year five this is issues 22 through 25 jackson lansing and colin kelly the tholians have built a web around all of the federation planets and demand the federation comply gary seven is involved with the plot to forcibly change the future by having the tholian force peace on all of the civilized planets so the Year 5 series is built up to this moment. Will Spock and the Tholian cadet be able to stop the Tholian menace? Will Kirk be able to survive the multiple assassination attempts by Gary Seven? And boy, there are a lot. All this is answered, plus a nice wrap-up of the series in issues 25. So this has probably been my... I was a big fan of the Star Trek series by DC growing up. And I have to say, this is probably my favorite run that's come out of IDW. Uh, or Marvel, so it's probably my favorite non-DC Star Trek that's been around so far, and I would I would definitely recommend Star Trek Year Five. Sin City. I read the first trade of this, which is collected in a more like manga-sized volume. Right. Uh, it is made by Frank Miller, illustrated and written, and I enjoyed my time with it quite a bit. I'll definitely have to read more of it. Is this the one that's um the Marvin story? I believe so. Okay, yeah, that one's good. I haven't read all of it, but I read the Marvin. I have also somewhat recently read Harleen. This is a DC Black Label title uh, about Harley Quinn's introduction into DC, and it's pretty well made. 
I read it in the trade, which again, like Batman Damned, it is in this really big right. book, and the art looks great. Yeah, Stefan Sajic, that's a, that's a favorite of mine as well. Um, I'm gonna do my best with these guys' name. Uh, this is one Kirk and I were just talking about the the author for this one. So this is uh, Rich Waddell and Joseph Schmalky. I hope is how you say his name, and that's the Electric Black issues one and two. And the Electric Black is a cursed antique shop, and it travels through time and space. It brings in customers to der- to corrupt or devour. Julius Black is the owner and narrator of the series, along with a troop of ghoulish employees that manipulate patrons for their own devious purposes. All the objects for sale have secrets and tales to tell. You don't enter the Electric Black and- without leaving with something. The issues have... Uh... Excuse me. This, I wrote something down here, and I honestly have no idea what it means. But So we're going to skip that sentence. Sorry that I have such crappy notes right this second. Uh, so you start learning about uh, Roy and Jack as the issues go along. These are some of the employees that work there. But ultimately, this is mace, mostly a horror anthology and a really fun one. So there's not a whole lot of threads. Oh, that's the word I couldn't read. Huh. It was thread. The issues have a thread about the employees. Get better handwriting, Crawford. Anyway, um, so I would say this is a lot of fun, especially if you like horror anthologies, like the old school ones from DC. Uh, I would check it out. It's from Scout Comics. The Darkness. This is by Garth Ennis and Mark Silvestri. I enjoyed my time with it. I read the first like big trade of it, and I thought it was pretty enjoyable. It seems like it's more of like a Witchblade spinoff, is that right? Or is yeah, it like it's, it's from the same universe. Yep. Yeah, I enjoyed my time with it, although this, for the most part, just made me more interested in Witchblade. Yeah, you should check out Witchblade, it's good. Next, I read all of the event Annihilation. It's pretty short, it has like six main issues and a couple tie-ins, all that I recommend, as they come like right before it. Uh, this is about Annihilus controlling just the space side the Marvel Universe and it's pretty good yeah know? I liked it that's a big uh, Guardians yeah. thing right yeah. uh, the next one up is To Strip the Flesh but this is uh, by Oto Toda and it's uh, put out by Viz Chaki Ogawa has always known that he was a boy his mother died and made him promise to be a good daughter his father an avid hunter has made him keep his promise when Chaki is older he starts a YouTube channel that shows him butchering his father's catches slash kills I, I don't hunt so I don't know what you say if you say catch kill whatever eventually chiaki finally has surgery his father finally accepts him as his son and his youtube channel still does well even though you know he's presenting himself as the boy he always wanted to be at this point so about half of the manga is this story the rest is short stories david statue and the sunfish are two very delightful ones which are in this book uh and i would say this is one i would highly highly recommend the last ronin this is another title i recently read I got it in the hardcover, and it's absolutely beautiful. I really like it. It takes place in a future uh, time where Michelangelo is the only turtle that has survived. He's trying to defeat Shredder's, I believe, grandson. Yeah, because it's Karai's kid. Yeah. Uh, Very enjoyable comic. I highly recommend if you have read or are interested in any of the turtle comics. Yeah, I read that one shortly after you. I just would like to reiterate how good it is. It kind of gives you... Where Mikey is, because, you know, Mikey was always kind of the fun-loving one of the bunch, and he's carrying a big burden now that he's kind of the last turtle, so you don't get to see fun Mikey like you're probably used to. Um, 
if you love the Turtles, this is definitely a book that you need to check out. And uh, it gives you kind of what happens to the supporting characters. Where's what's where's Stockman at? Where's April Jones? Uh, April O'Neil? Where's Casey Jones? You know, it's, it's good stuff. Definitely worth reading. Yeah, Batman, Harley, and Ivy is another comic I've recently read. It's just a few miscellaneous stories about Harley and Ivy from like the Batman animated series universe. Okay. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, fun. Aerosmith behind Enemy Lines. This is issues two through five. This is Carlos Pacheco and Kurt Busiek. Captured by the Prussian army, Lieutenant Aerosmith is a prisoner of war. In this series, magical creatures and humans fight in a historical equivalent of World War One. The army outfits these soldiers with these small dragons or dragonlets that allows them to fly while they're battling. The first series was done by DC and was one of my favorites. And the new one by Image is off to a strong start. So I would say definitely worth checking out. There's a violent duel in the air, a daring escape, and plenty of action. One more issue to go in this first arc, and I just got that yesterday, so I'll be reading it soon. Previous series uh, has also been recently reissued by Image, so if you don't want to go dig around in bins, it's actually been put out, I believe, in a nice hardcover uh, from Image. So I would definitely recommend it as well. St. Youngman. This is one I've been reading recently. I think I read the first four volumes, which might be the first, like, eight in Japan, because they are, like, double Yeah, they're size. big ones. Uh, yeah, very funny and enjoyable comic about Buddha and Jesus just hanging out in Japan. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was really good. Fun stuff. Uh, Dad already talked about this one, but I read the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles micro series. I enjoyed all of them quite a bit. There's different artists for each one, and I did also enjoy the Leonardo the one the most, though I did also really enjoy my time with the Michelangelo one. I really liked the art in that one. The Donatello one is one I remember really well from the original. Um, and I still enjoyed it too because yeah. he's like got the crabby troll that he's dealing with which yeah. is pretty funny so they kind of tweaked it and updated it but it was a lot of fun Spawn issues 326 to 330 Rory McConville and Carlo Barberi I'm probably butchering these names this is like one of the first times I've read Spawn without McFarlane writing it Anyway, so what do we know about Spawn? Well, it has over 330 issues under its belt. It's 30 years old this year. It's had a movie and a successful HBO series, and it was created by Todd McFarlane. Al Simmons was Spawn, and then he wasn't, and now he is again. Currently, Al is being vilified in the press as he's starting to gain alkalikes in the public. He has spawned <laughs> a seemingly infinite number of hell spawns. Uh, he's working with an angel and the possessed hero Haunt who has recently been poisoned. Haunt is uh, another hero. He had a series, I think, by Kirkman uh, a while back, uh, but he was a McFarlane creation along with uh, uh, Kirkman uh, creation. Um, anyway, so he's back in the in the, the swing of things. Things, I will just say, seem to be thriving with the Spawn universe because this is like one of four four books he's got going right now. And it's still, honestly, one of the cheapest books on the rack because it's only two ninety nine. So happy 30th, Spawn. Can't wait to celebrate 30 more with you. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Janika. I read the three volumes of this short comic. And while I did enjoy my time with it, I do feel like it would have made more sense if I read it along with the other turtle comics around the time. From what I can understand, it's about a previous Foot Clan soldier that was mutated into a turtle along with a bunch of other random citizens mm -hmm. i'm not i wasn't completely sure what was going on but it was enjoyable nice uh the umbrella academy i read all three of these trades and i enjoyed my time with all of them dang you knocked them out already yeah i really nice. liked how they were illustrated 
you know, like the stories that were being told. And I highly recommend them. I had I read them really fast. Now sure. he's got no excuse. He's gonna have to start watching the show with his mom and dad. Have you already started it yet? I have not. Okay, cool, cool. All right, Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, G. Willow Wilson, and Adrian Alphonse. This is issues one through eleven, and this is from one of those manga-sized trades that Marvel puts out for like young adults or what have you. This gives a great start to anyone interested in where Kamala Khan started. She's a Muslim kid in Jersey City growing up. She's a huge fan of Carol Danvers and the Avengers in general. So when a Terrigen Cloud hits and her inhuman powers awaken, the first thing she thinks of is Miss Marvel, and she comes out looking like 1980s era Miss Marvel. Fun team-ups with Wolverine and Lockjaw are in this volume, as well as her first villain, villain, which is a human cockatiel. That was really weird. A lot of fun. These collections have a nice chunk of story, and they're a great price. And I got this one super cheap for $3.97 at Books Million. Like I say, if you like Kamala or interested in the series, uh, I would say check it out. Usagi Ojimbo. I read a few of the miscellaneous comics from Dark Horse. Sure. I think it was like 30 through 32, and I enjoyed my time with all of them. I really like Usagi, how they're illustrated and how they're written, and I highly recommend them. I think we're at the point where probably we need to go back and forth. Yeah, one and one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll do uh, one, and then you'll swap off. All right, so Hellboy, Silver Lantern Club, one through five, Chris Robertson, Mike Mignola, Christopher Mitten, and Ben Steinbeck. This is a series where Hellboy goes to visit with the professor to an old friend who is a member of a group of like-minded spook fighters, the Silver Lantern Club. One, starts with a wireless demo that turns into a demonic possession. Number two, something is killing the horses of London. Number three, Sarah Jewell and company summon an angel, but can they send it back? Dun, dun, dun. Number four, a round of drinking has the boys off chasing a pair of werewolves. That one was a really fun one. And number five, the final issue, is a face-off with the Heliopic Heliopic? I don't know. Brotherhood of Ra. This is great fun, and because these are standalone issues, you can read any random one of them and get a full story and enjoy it. Eastman and Laird's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I read the first trade of this, the complete collection, and I really enjoyed my time with it. These are all in black and white, and it contains the first seven issues, and I believe uh, Michelangelo or Raphael Mm -hmm. one-off. Okay. Uh, Really enjoyed my time with it, and if you are familiar with the Turtles, you'll see a lot that you recognize. It seems like the people who created the show just read the first couple issues and then adapted everything they said, but just made the characters last longer. Yeah. Because, like, Shredder dies in one issue. Yeah, I think he dies in the first original issue, yeah. Baxter, I think he only lasts, like, two. But, like, it's very fast-paced and it's very enjoyable. Cool. Shadow Man 1 through 3, this is the 2021 run with Colin Bunn, John Davis Hunt, and Jordy Belair. The forces of darkness are awakening, and they are determined to break through our world from the dead side. The first, a party of rich elites want to play with the occult, and they get way more than they bargain for. Next, the hellscape of the dead side has opened a doorway into the town of Enoch, Arizona. And finally, this trio of issues ends with a trip to Barcelona. There, the pallbearer reigns supreme. I'm sorry, that is like a horrible villain name. The pallbearer? I don't think you could get... I like Colin Bone, but I don't know about that one. Anyway, Jack Boniface, a.k.a. The Shadow Man, is the only one who can keep the dead side from taking over the world. The series is okay, but I like it enough to see where it goes, if I can find these on the cheap. Chainsaw Man. I recently read the newest chapter that came out, and I enjoy my time with it. I'm really excited to see the direction in which it goes, as it focuses on a new student in the school 
who is against Chainsaw Man and wants to go against them. I'm not sure whether there'll be like a protagonist or a villain later on, but I'm really excited to see where it goes. Is that on the app already? It is on the app. Okay, cool, cool. I'll have to get that red. Harley Quinn, black, white, and red. And these are issues... I don't know how this was. I guess it was digital only initially. So this inside it says issues 1 through 17. So maybe they were like digital released issues. They're pretty mm. short, though. They're not like 22 pages. Anyway, they've been doing Batman black and white for years. So it was about time that my favorite anti-hero got her own take. And you got a plethora of heavy hitters working on this one, including Harleen's... There you go, ding. Stefan Sajic and the team that directed uh, the post New Fifty Two Harley, which was Amanda Connor, Jimmy Palmiotti, and Chad Harden, Paul Denny, and uh, Adam Hughes also contribute never before published stories. So there's actually 19 total stories in here. Uh, my favorite was the Red Eight by Patrick Schumacher. This is a fun story about Harley dealing with the Legion of Doom and trying to impress Lex Luthor, and Bane is hilarious in it. Lex is kind of like a toolish white man, but I guess in real life it probably would be. Anyway, it's a great little anthology with three times the hits versus the misses. I would say very fun stuff, worth reading. Dark Crisis, I read the first two issues of this. This is about the death of the Justice League and the characters trying to all get together to defeat the Dark Army. There is a scene where they try to create a Justice League, but no one wants to join so they got like two blue beetles in a Harley Quinn is Yeah, 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 that was and funny. It's funny. It's not supposed to be taken seriously. Right. And it's very enjoyable so far. Mullet Cop number one by Tom Lintern. Okay, just hang with me. The Mega Mall was once a place only for shopping, and it now has sectors completely overrun by gangs. One man who was thought killed by these gangs will be resurrected incognito by the cops of this mall. Posing as a mild-mannered food court manager, he's actually the butt-kicking mullet cop. Armed with a mega microwave made out of his old Segway, mullet cop can watch over the denizens of the mall and cook any meal known to humankind. This book is a trip. I remember the first issue club podcast, which is a great show, recommending it probably like a year ago or longer, and I gotta say, this book is phenomenal. It has a great style, great sense of humor, and it's bizarre. And there's like a new issue that just came out. I would say check this one out and track down the new one. Usagi Ojimbo, Tengu Ward. This is my first read of any of the IDW Usagi Ojimbo comics, and I did enjoy my time with it. Although I do think I prefer the black and white art of the previous titles. The writing and stories are just as high quality as the stuff coming out. With when he was with Dark Horse. Sure. Stan Sakai is great stuff. Crimson Cage. This is uh, volume one, which is issues one through five. It's by John Lees, who is awesome. Alex McCormack and Ashley McCormack. I keep saying McCormack. It's just Cormack. Ah, and I'm really sorry. Alex Cormack and Ashley Cormack. So, all right. If you will, imagine Macbeth in the 1980s territorial wrestling. So, like, we're talking NWA... You know, Jim Crockett Promotions, Georgia Championship Wrestling, that sort of thing, right? Anyway, this is a book that I'm about to tell you about. Chuck Frenzy is a star in Louisiana wrestling, and he'd do almost anything to make it as a national star. After a drunken night of... Drunken night of drinking. Him and his friend Terry find themselves in the swamp surrounded by a bunch of witches, and they say he's going to be a wrestling champion undefeated in the ring. So by the pricking of my thumbs... Something championship this way comes. Uh, so when he gets a shot at the champ and the champ doesn't put him over, Chuck and his wife Charlene take the champ down for the count permanently. Uh, John Lee's and the McCormick, 
I want to say McCormack's. And the Cormacks make a phenomenal book that uh, really oozes old school wrestling, but you obviously can see the Shakespearean elements in it as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's $9.95. It's from AWA Upshot. And I would say don't miss this one. It's too cheap to pass up. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2011. Dad already talked about this a little bit, but this is the IDW run. I read the first two collections of this, and I really enjoy my time with them. I will say for the tie-ins, I do recommend reading them in the order they kind of released because they are mentioned directly like in the issues. Right. They're kind of important to read. So they're less tie-ins and more just issues under a different name. Let's say. Good stuff. Red Sonja, this is the Mirko, Mirka and Dolfo run, issues one through four. <coughs> Excuse me. Sonya is on a mission, and we start with a burning village and several brigands. Sonya makes short work of them, but saves one after he kills her horse. She removes his hands, chops them off, literally removes them, and then sends him off to find another horse for her. Uh, Sonya finds the child she was looking for, Sitha, and that was the purpose of her mission to begin with. The two of them make their way, but a weary and bloodied Sonya doesn't get very far, and the kid actually ends up having to carry her. Luckily, a kind lumberjack takes them in and nurses them back to health. So once she's healed, Sonya resumes, taking Sitha to those who had hired her, but something's not up on the, so something is not on the up and up with these folks, so they're being really shady. Anyway, classic fantasy adventure, Mirka turns into a fun story with plenty of typical Red Sonya wit and lots of action. I would say check it out. Secret History of the Foot Clan. This is a pretty enjoyable tie-in to the IDW series, although, I won't, again, I won't necessarily call it a tie-in, as it is a pretty big event. This is the Turtles confronting Shredder as they learn more about their ancestry and, like, the reincarnation stuff, which I actually thought was pretty interesting. Nice. Uh, Michelangelo learns that he can read Japanese so he can read more manga. <laughs> that would be cool. Stuff. That's a definite positive. Yeah, it's very enjoyable. The art is different. I'm not sure who illustrates it, but I really enjoyed it. I will say, though, they do draw pupils on the turtles a little bit too much, and I wasn't <laughs> used to them not having anything there. It's like, so. dude, you don't have, like, normal irises and pupils on turtles, right? That's funny. Uh, here's my last one um, that I've got for today. I started Once in Future, the volume four, at work today, but I didn't quite get it finished. So I'll cover that next time. But you know, if you haven't been reading Once in Future by Karen Gillan, it's wonderful. Uh, so my final one of today is Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. This is uh, the newest run that is still going from Dynamite. It's issues one and two, written by Stephen Mooney. I'm just going to come out and say, I didn't know what I was in for when I sat down for this. I was like, eh, it'll be okay, I guess. But I actually really enjoyed it. So this is going to be a good review. Corporate tourist Biodome is having some problems. Tourists and guides alike are going missing. Sheena is brought in as a wilderness expert, because you know she's like queen of the jungle, duh, to see exactly what's going on. Once she's there, she finds wildlife in areas not designated for it, like wolves running rampant through the jungle, and the body count of humans keeps rising. Lastly, the bodies she's finding are mauled, but they're also strangely armed to the teeth, which is not what one would think tourists would be like. Her employers are obviously not telling Sheena everything, and something's going on. Something fishy. So, this is kind of billed as a Jurassic Park meets Predator meets Hunger Games, and I definitely think there's elements of uh, Jurassic Park and Predator in it, because there's a kind of a giant animal slaying lots of folks. 
don't know about the Hunger Games part. Maybe that comes on later in the series that I haven't read yet. So I would say there's a lot going on here, a lot more than you really know right off the bat. So it's fun. But So you've got the intrigue. You've got a lot of gore because, like I said, these bodies are pretty gross and uh, a lot of action. And I'm going to say Sheena, Queen of the Jungle, gets the thumb up from me. Good little uh, book coming out from uh, Dynamite by Stephen Mooney. Is that it for you to, for the week? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. That was our 21st episode of 21st Century Boys. As always, if you'd like to reach out to us, we are both on Twitter. I am at IWasJoe. I am at N underscore garlic. And you can reach out to the show itself at 21st Century Boys on Twitter. And that's 2-1-S-T-C-E-N-B-O-Y-S. 21st Century Boys. And lastly, please check out the Professor Frenzy Show, and we greatly appreciate the support they've been giving us. So, keep reading. Have a wonderful night. Thanks.